This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning. Welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips, a longtime nonprofit agency dedicated to spreading the word about New Bedford's history and its historic structures, celebrating its 50th anniversary next year in 2024. The New Bedford Preservation Society is 50 years old uh, next year. Joining me today to talk about that anniversary and uh, future plans for the organization, as well as what's going on right now, is the Preservation Society President, Mark Fuller. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Jim. Nice seeing you. I might as well clear it up right now. Mark Fuller, this is not the uh, chancellor at UMass Dartmouth. It is not, although many people have asked me. <laughs> I'm the original Mark Fuller in this area. He is not. <laughs> All right. Uh, just so we want to clear that up. Mark, how long have you been involved with the Preservation Society? Let's start there. Um, I believe it's going to be 30 years uh, right after I bought my first house in 1994, got on the board, um, had been a volunteer for a number of years for their tours previous to that. Um, I was just a volunteer, but once I got my first historic house, uh, decided it was time that I should probably join the board. And... Um Obviously, preservation and history means a lot to you, personally. It does. Um, it's funny, you know, growing up, I always kind of hated our history classes because I said, history never changes. Why do we have to learn it the same thing year after year? Lo and behold, all these number of years after school, I get thrown right in the middle of history in New Bedford and learning all the ins and outs and the people and the history of, of New Bedford. So it's extremely important to me these days. So how long, um, do you have a sense of why the Preservation Society was formed in, in 1974? Yes, uh, a few years before I joined. So there was a grassroots effort by a group of citizens when uh, they tried to fight the widening of County Street. They were trying to make County Street more of a commercial corridor, um, widening it, which in widening it meant that they needed to cut down many of the stately elms that had actually survived the old Dutch elms disease that we had a number of years before. And so a number of citizens banded together and uh, tried to fight the widening of County Street. Uh, unfortunately, we lost that battle, um, but it was really the, the start of the Preservation Society at that point. Uh, I can tell you, in the south end, the south part of the county is not very wide at all. No, no. Up, up north, I... Yeah, yeah. Through, through the downtown area, you know, the probably from Allen Street um, up to... Uh, I'm not sure where it went to originally, the widening, yeah. but the end of sort of county at Linden Street mm -hmm. probably was all widened at that point. So what are the goals of the society now in 2023-24? Well, we're still trying to um, help support in efforts of restoration and preservation of the historic uh, properties here in New Bedford. Um, one of the, uh, the biggest things that we try to encourage is the not vinyl siding of properties. Um, vinyl siding tends to destroy all the architectural and historical character of these old homes. Um, and we're talking uh, specifically three deckers, but uh, well, anything, historic, yeah, anything, uh, anything, single family, correct. Well. There, you know, New Bedford has a number of different architectural styles. 
uh, over the last 150 years. And unfortunately, you know, siding of any of those houses tends to eradicate the original look and the original individual character that each of these houses once maintained. Once the, you side a property and you tear that out, you just end up with a blank box. I'm, I'm not okay living in a blank box. Um, I would never live in a blank box. Um, I love the individual characteristics and features of these historic homes. But no one needs uh, your approval to do, they do what they want with their home. Correct. Uh, we can guide them as to better ways. Um, unless you're in an actual historic district of which the Historic Commission, which is not the Preservation Society, um, is part of, um, they have control over those historic district properties. We do not. We can encourage it. Unfortunately, um, the green markers that you see on a piece of property, um, the one of the regular, you know, one of the rules of it is that all the architectural elements need to be still intact. So, someone who pretty much does side a piece of property and literally with you know crowbar and hammer hacks off all that, they automatically don't qualify for a marker at that point. Yeah. So obviously pretty important to the Pres Preservation Society. Correct. Keep these homes in their original Correct. design, if you yes. will. Yes. They can't be remodeled. Um, you know, occasionally houses are reversed. The siding has been removed from them. And, and interestingly enough, uh, a lot of times underneath the siding, you find perfectly intact clapboards or shingles um, and kind of question why were they sided in the first place um, that they didn't need to be. They just really needed a good coat of paint and maintained uh, as such. Um, so um, it's, it's slow to do those reversals once that happens. Um, as a matter of fact, it seems to be, it's, it's an interesting selling point on some of the properties. I remember years ago looking at a house and the realtor said, oh, it's we've got all these, you know, it's all newly sided and new vinyl windows. And I said, you just lost a sale. I had no interest in buying a house that was like that. Um, so there are people like me out there. <laughs> a lot of people like maintenance free, um, you know. But it's, can, can people call the Preservation Society to get some advice uh, if they're thinking about adding aluminum siding to their home? Sure. Uh, can they call and say? You've got a better way to do this. I'm we, interested in listening. We do. As, as a matter of fact, um, in one of my own, my own houses, um, I had found uh, a, a company through um, this old house that restored uh, windows. And um, when I was done, I paid less for the restoration of my windows. They were all operable. They were all able to like be removed, uh, built, you know, uh, uh, drop in to clean and the individual restoration was actually cheaper at the time I did it cheaper than buying the cheapest vinyl window. So why, you know, I had windows that had the irregular glass with little bubbles and waves in it. And I love that. I, I love that feature of it and didn't want to lose that. Um, and so, um, it was actually a selling point when I sold my house that, um, it was all restored workable windows. So your role is primarily advisory? Correct. And Correct. Uh, willing to help homeowners? Yes. Should they seek to uh, preserve rather than side their homes? Rather than alter, let's put it that way. Alter their homes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um, 
Have you also consulted on projects that have been going on in the city? Um, consult. Oh, well, I could say let's go back even further, and it's not a siding issue. Yeah. Um, our one of our first major projects years ago, uh, prior to my being on the board, back to somewhere in the eighties, uh, the preservation site took the task of cleaning the old whaleman statue. So many of the older residents may remember when the whaleman statue had that fun vertigra green coloring to it and which was literally eradicating all of the features of the whaleman statue. Uh, the Preservation Society at that point did some research on what the best way to clean it and to use it and they did a um, uh, power washing with crushed walnut shells as I recall was the best to not destroy the bronze of the statue uh, at the time of the cleaning it was very bright bronze color and people were appalled at that point that oh my god we ruined the statue because they liked the green color um, but over the years it has you know aged from that 30 years ago when that cleaning was done. Uh, so it probably could use another cleaning at some point, you know, soon coming up. But that was our biggest project that we, we did. We also were involved with um, com the Common Park rest restoration a number of years ago when they did all the new drainage and plantings. We were right in the middle of having all the funding come through us. Um, in order to, to fund that actual project uh, from outside sources. And using using documents that Correct. show you how the park was laid out. Correct, originally. correct. Yeah. All right. Um, you're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Mark Fuller of the New Bedford Preservation Society. Well, Mark, every nonprofit is concerned about fundraising. The Preservation Society is really no different. <laughs> They've come up with a fundraising plan to mark their anniversary. Tell us about that. Well, what we're looking for our 50th anniversary is to get donations from supporters in the amount of $50 a piece. If someone can afford $50 and we can get um, a number of those, we have a, a $5,000 goal. We'd like to see that we're reaching for this year of $50 a piece. Granted, We'd love to see more than that. We'd love to see a $50,000 donation that's in there to keep us running. Um, and the reason we do this is that the funds help support us. We have an office to run. We have an office staff member who uh, runs the, the office for us. Uh, the rest of us are all volunteers, so none, none of us are paid. Um, but it helps us with all of our programs that, that we offer. Uh, it helps subsidize anything that we doesn't get funded by way of grants. Mm -hmm. And... Um so how is that money you, I mean, obviously you've got to pay somebody to be in the office. And Correct. And we have office space. So our office currently is at uh, the old uh, um, Mariner's home um, that's on there. So uh, it's open. The office is there twice a, twice a week when uh, Pat runs the office. And uh, there's, there's expenses. Everything we do, there's printing costs, there's administration costs, there's like a number of things that, you know, advertisement when we do it. Um, just, you know, alone, our postcard that we made it for this, there's a cost of all of that that we do. So donations help subsidize the cost of all this to keep the Preservation Society running. Now, perhaps the most important work you do really is passing on information about New Bedford. That happens in lectures and uh, I assume some classrooms across the region. 
you you can tell me about that. Explain that part of the education the education part of your program. Well, educational, uh, probably the what's the most popular that people love are our tours. Mm-hmm. Um, our tours give the history, the the who, why, and what of the properties. Uh, during the the summer season, we have been able to in the past offer free walking tours. Um, always gracious to accept donations when those happen. Um, but uh, Bruce Barnes is a former board mem- board member and a retired librarian from UMass. And he delves really a lot in the history, uh, the nitty gritty of of uh, the families, the owners, the businesses that they've done. We've done a number of tours um, that he does throughout the city in certain sections. One of the popular, most popular, was the uh, mill tours that he's done a couple times, uh, given the history of the mills and uh, um, going, you know, through that. Um, other history that we do is our, our holiday or our house and garden tours. Um, those delve into the sort of the private lives of the individuals who own these piece of properties, when they own them, what their background was, you know, what their occupation was, who the family were, what the houses, you know, the buildings were used for. Um, and um, the general audience loves getting into seeing, you know, the the uh, the insides of the properties. Our our biggest tour has always been our holiday tour. People just love to see how people decorate, you know, their homes uh, for the holidays. And uh, that's always been our biggest fundraiser that uh, we've had, you know, over the years. We we actually started the holiday tour, uh, I think, the year after I joined the board. I think it was one of my suggestions back then when we were looking for fundraising efforts. The house tour, the holiday tour was run by a previous group, um, the old Glass Museum. And then they had been uh, defunct for a number of years Mm -hmm. and said, hey, we're already doing a house and garden tour in the springtime. Why not us take this on before some other group grabs this from us? And so we've been doing it ever since. So I think this is going to be our 29th um, holiday season. Um, that we'll be doing tours, even though COVID has hit us hard the last three years, we haven't been able to. So we're hoping that we can resurrect the holiday tour this year. Uh, we do have a date scheduled of, a, it's only going to be a one-day tour, and it's going to be Sunday, December 10th in the afternoon from 1 to 4. So we're still looking for houses. We're still looking for volunteers that can help out. So we're, still, we're in the planning stages um, for that tour that we can bring back this year. People want to open their homes or volunteer. What should they do? Um, they can contact uh, Pat in the office um, either by email. Uh, they can go on our website, um, which is www.nbpreservationsociety.org, or give the office a call, and the office number is 508 508- Nine nine seven six four two five. Leave a message that you're interested. Um, you know, uh, generally when we try to put these tours together, especially this one, we're trying to do a condensed tour this year and try to make everything sort of within walking distance. Mm-hmm. But it all depends on what houses that we can get and people are willing to open up their homes this year. Now, uh, the graveside tours. Oh, now we've been a big uh, yes, been popular. Yes, uh, I went on one several years ago. It's quite a hoot. It is. Uh, is that happening? Is that right um, th- There's one sort of in the planning stages is the cemetery that we haven't done, but in the past we have done several of them at Rural Cemetery. 
Uh, the different sections, rural cemetery, I think is pretty much our biggest cemetery. So we usually do sections. We've done uh, Oak Grove over on Parker Street, both sides of Oak Grove. Um, probably one of our biggest popular ones that we did, because that's where Charles Morgan and his contemporary tour was, that we did that tour when the Charles Morgan was visiting New Bedford a number of years ago, the, the week before the, Char- the Morgan uh, arrived. They came to the tour and actually got to meet Charles at the grave um, and the family and friends that were in there that he would have associated with. So those are huge. These are actors. These are actors. Yes. As a matter of fact, Charles is one of my, my uh, characters that I've portrayed. All right. Very good. So, um, and you're working on setting that up? Well, we're working on, it's in our planning stages. We're doing the checking, um, not this year, um, but hopefully next year. We're looking to do uh, the cemetery uh, Peckham West over on Mount Pleasant Street, right next door to Sacred Heart One Cemetery, the original Sacred Heart Cemetery. So Peckham West is right next door. We've never done Peckham West. It's a small cemetery, but quite noticeable uh, family members from that section of New Bedford. People want to make a donation to the Preservation Society. How can they do that? Well, um, again, we you can go to our website um, of the www.preservationsociety.org. Uh, you can try our Facebook page um, that we've got, um, which is New Bedford Preservation Society. And there are links to all of those that you can make a donation if you want to on, on uh, either of those sites. All right. My guest has been Mark Fuller, president of the New Bedford Preservation Society. Mark, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. And uh, I am looking forward to uh, more updates on your tours, and uh, good luck with those. Okay, thank you. All right. Stay with us. Still much more to come on Town Square Sunday. <laughs> 